This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And today we've got an excellent episode yeah, for you. Yeah, we always do. We always do. We've got six ways to improve your house, kind of long-term things that you can do if you want to add value over right. time, right? right? So this isn't necessarily for the person that's going to be listing next week, but if you're thinking about, you know, maybe we'll be here for three to five years and over the course of that time, we're going to be making improvements. What are the six ways you can add more value and make your home more appealing when you go to sell? Yeah, exactly. It's going to improve your quality of life, make you feel happy. For sure. But first of all, we were in Real Estate Weekly. We were on a radio station called Roundhouse Radio, 98.3. Yeah, on a um, show called Real Estate Therapist. Uh, Joanna Connolly was was good enough to have both of us on. Um, yeah, so we were down there on a Saturday morning fielding calls, answering emails, a uh, lot of fun. And an article came out of it. Yeah, an article. So so it's, uh, it is a, I think it's a, a true reflection of, of what we said, but we it, weren't misquoted. Uh, we weren't misquoted, but I think it, it's an article that took a few lines kind of maybe out of the broader context of what we were getting at. So we just wanted to address it. A few people had sent it in to us um, asking, you know, is this really how you feel? Um, the head, the headline was local agents say now is best time to buy Vancouver real estate in at least two years, which I think is true. Right. So in the, and I guess the, it was splash. It felt a little splashy to me, but, uh, I think that's, that's, is what we said on the, on the real estate therapist. Yeah. So, but what I think 
at least I, I can't speak for you, Matt, but what I what I wanted to say is, you know, to pull back a bit, this doesn't mean that it's going to be the best time to buy moving <laughs> forward. We've had a lot of people saying, well, right now, slow. This is, this is um, agents saying, you know, keep the market moving, jump in, which is not what we're trying to say. What, no. what, what I think we're trying to say is if the sales volume goes down, there might be better t- opportunities to buy. Some people think that could be in the fall. Some people think it could be early next year. Some There's people think it was a week ago and it's already starting to heat up again. So Exactly. So everybody has an opinion. Um, what we were saying, and which I think we still stand by, is that right now, compared to the last two years of frenzied buying, it is no question we're seeing opportunities out there. We're yeah. seeing sellers that are in precarious positions where everybody, a lot of buyers have moved to the sidelines. There's Sales volume has definitely come down. Mm-hmm. Especially and, in the single family uh, home sure, market. But sure. And across the board, I would say that's accurate for sure. Exactly. And so what we're seeing then is is an opportunity for buyers to have a little bit more time to not necessarily rush through with a subject free offer and negotiate a good deal right right, right. well i think in in the broader context we have to think of it in this way in the for the last year and a half two years you're in a bidding war you win that bidding war by potentially paying 5 to 10% more than what the market suggests a property's worth right. with the uh, working on the assumption that the property value is going to increase, which it has been doing. Right, right now, I think there's a lot of people that have shifted to the opposite uh, side of that equation that with a little bit of patience, so I was in a multiple offers. This is not to say there isn't or multiple offer situations happening all the time. Uh, I was in one on Monday. I was in one on Tuesday this week, and we're talking. You know, we're in what? What prop? Can you talk a little bit about? Uh, what, I can. The type and we of were properties? we were talking about this before. Yeah, these are sing uh, one bedroom condos in yeah. a Olympic Village downtown area. So still a very active price band. One bedroom condos, it definitely. And there and and you know the the person who purchased this Olympic village condo last night, I know had lost out on apparently 10 properties. Wow. So they blew it out of the water. They were very frustrated. They would be in my mind, uh, they started before this tax was implemented before this market shift has uh, been occurring. And they were afraid of, of missing out on one more and they were just sick of the process. But what I would say is, is that if I was a buyer right now, I would be looking at, at those situations, you know, the, a multiple offer with five, six offers, potentially pulling back from that and looking at the properties that are sitting a week or two. And that's where there's going to be potentially nervous sellers, rightly or wrongly. And also people who have seen massive uh, increases in the price of their homes over the last year. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're, if your two bedroom is up 30% or 35% um, and you've bought another property, you might say, you know what, I'm fine. Let's, yeah, that's not, that's five, $10,000 less than I wanted out of this right. or expected, but let's move on. I still have done very well in this condo. Sure. And those are the people as buyers right now, I think um, I would be targeting. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely certain segments of the market as well. And I think we talked about this on the radio show this past week, but um you know, North Vancouver detached market. Um, obviously, in Vancouver, the detached market is slow on the west side, on the east side, yeah. a lot slower than it has been. Um, Richmond is slow. There's a lot of areas in greater Vancouver now in the detached market where we're, we're seeing a shift, a, a major shift, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where houses that would have sold in, mar- in multiple offers um, only th- two, three months ago are now sitting 
for weeks, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, and you know, who knows what's uh, what's going to happen? But uh, that was, I think, our point. And yeah, that's the yeah. article kind of came out of it. Is that uh, who knows what October, November holds? But one thing's for sure: right now, it's a better time to be a buyer than it has been in a long time. Exactly. So moving on then, um, let's talk about the six things that we can do or that people can do to improve the livability and the value of their of their house overall. So yeah. what would be number one, Matt? So number one in my mind is uh, if you're looking to do any type of renovation or upgrade is to focus on your kitchen. Obvious points is you spend a lot of time potentially the most time in your house is spent in the kitchen area especially at a party (laughs) so you spend a lot of time in the kitchen um people that are out looking for properties that's a the key consideration is is uh cupboard space counter space you want a beautiful uh, kitchen you want it you want a nice kitchen so i would say uh if i was to focus on one thing it would be the kitchen sure so you can obviously do a kitchen overhaul um that's not necessarily what we're what we're advising to do because there's a lot of kind of smaller ways changes that you can can make in the kitchen right yeah yeah. um one thing is if you are going to do a major overhaul definitely do it to your own taste and but but if you are thinking about resale you want to make neutral choices right you want to make choices that are on trend you want to make choices that aren't super polarizing Mm -hmm. the point is to appeal to the broadest audience right so uh, maybe think twice before you do the uh, the bright bright, (laughs) or the bright red uh, cabinets right i mean things that some people are going to say oh that's really that's really trendy or or whatever other people are going to say I can't stand this. I can't even believe somebody would do this. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, so keep it fairly neutral, and uh, you know that that means that you're gonna you're gonna potentially enjoy it, but your guests are probably gonna enjoy it even more. And if you're if you're thinking about doing some small changes, um, one thing you can do that that just to make your an older kitchen, maybe in a '70s or an '80s kitchen, feel a bit more modern, is is to change the hardware on the cabinetry. It's amazing how something is as simple and, and cheap as right. as changing out the the hardware really uh, updates and, and makes the place feel a lot more modern. For sure. Um, also lighting. So, you know, I always, a big, huge change in, in homes and that we'd advise our sellers often to, to do this is to get rid of cheap looking light fixtures. Yeah and get rid of dated light fixtures. So if you have track lighting in your kitchen that when you look at it, you think, geez, that looks like it was installed in the 1980s. It's it's ugly. It's not appealing. Change that out. Get something more modern. It doesn't mean that you have to do recessed lighting in your kitchen. Yeah. It just means get something a bit more on trend. It's not expensive to get an electrician in to change that out or to do it yourself yeah. if you trust yourself. And uh, also light light fixtures. Like if you go to in Vancouver, I mean, North Burnaby, Norburn or Vancouver Lighting, or there's a lot of different places you can go that have very trendy light fixtures um, at a very reasonable cost. Yeah, yeah, right. and that's it's a slightly more expensive than say the changing out the hardware, but but not much. I no, mean, for for and the chain, the amount of the drastic difference yeah. it creates, right, in 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 how the the, the property shows. Yeah. Also, plumbing fixtures. If you have kind of run of the mill spec developer spec type plumbing fixtures, maybe something to do would be to get something a bit more modern. Uh, and it, and it would go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. It always does. Okay. Uh, so how about number two, Matt? Number two, uh, another, uh, room that's used quite a bit, uh, in the, in your house, the bathroom, the bathroom. 
Yeah. So things you can do again, of course, you can always do the big overhaul in your bathroom. Um, one thing that I always uh, tell people is if you're changing out the flooring in the bathroom, spend the extra 500 bucks or whatever it is. It's not a lot of money to get in-floor radiant heating. And that's typically new heat. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very inexpensive. And just even people... And it's such an attractive feature for people, is. right? I mean, it's first of all, it's going to make your uh, your world better. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. And and second of all, it's one of those you know just it it suggests luxury in a, exactly. in a way that um, that the cost doesn't equate how happy people are to hear that there's in floor heating. Right, right, right. So if you are doing a huge overhaul, I mean that would be an obvious choice. Again, go with neutral neutral decisions. Um, but what are about some smaller ones? Yeah, I mean, well, it's very very similar to. Uh, to the kitchen in that, you know, stuff like changing out the fixtures, making it feel a little more modern. Uh, if you're, now I would say, suggest regrouting, you know, fairly regularly, but especially if you're, there's nothing worse um, if you're, if you're going to list your property, I think people, it's amazing how often eyes go to the, to the grout and uh, potential buyers are saying, oh, I got to do that. Yeah. That's going to be day one, you know. And it's almost like the grout is a reflection of how you live and treat the home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it, that's exactly it, right? It's like it's it's something that um, screams out to be noticed, and it's sure. not a positive. So, sure. so little things like that, I think, in the bathroom, you know, go a long way. Two small things that, and I've done this in renovations over the years, but changing the vanity in the bathroom is a cheap way well yeah. not always cheap depending what you decide to do in terms of count the, the, the countertop and everything else but um changing the vanity is 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 not a huge cost and it it makes a world of difference well and especially when you go to you know we see we walk through a lot of properties on the market and they'll and it will say renovated bathroom and you walk in it's got to in the new vanity there where you're like oh sure so that's and oh, an Ikea okay. mirror. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... Uh... But it, you know what, though? It, for savvy people that are going to be able to look and realize that the tub has maybe been reglazed or or that, that tile wasn't changed out when the vanity was changed out or, you know, something along those lines... People, some people are going to pick up on it. Some people are going to look and say, "This looks great." Awesome, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so it's a very cost-effective way to make your bathroom, and you know what? And it will improve the livability of your bathroom, anyways. For right? sure. I mean, it make sure. you feel like you have a newer space. So yeah. So what's uh, number three on the on the six six uh, best ways to improve value to your home list here, Adam? Um, so adding livable space. So what do we mean by livable space? So Vancouver in a city where, um, you know, for condos, townhomes, you're spending almost a thousand dollars a foot. If you're in the downtown or immediate surrounding areas, um, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of almost every square foot in your property. So to start off, I mean, people, what everyone should do is honestly walk through their space and it doesn't matter if you have 500 square feet or if you have 5,000 square feet, but you want to walk through and say, am I making the most out of each room in my, in my home? Right. A couple examples might be like the backyard. So a properly landscaped backyard with maybe a usable fire pit or um, building a deck. Nice deck. Yeah. A deck is, is a huge one, right? Because it's where, especially if you have um, off the back of your house an area where you can do French doors or, or sliding doors, where it basically it makes an extension of your, of your living space, right? right? 
Well, and it's such, a, and and that is, um, you know, it, we're talking primarily for single family homes here, of course. Right. But I mean, it is all the rage, and it's in, coming up with new uh, in new condo developments as well. Right now, sure. like Concord Brentwood has the sliding doors that open onto the balcony. That you know, it's basically the outdoor space is an extension of the indoor space, and it's very attractive. People love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, the idea of the French doors uh, onto a, a nice deck is, uh, yeah, is is a, is a great one right now. And the other thing would be like for con- people living in condos or townhomes, something as easy as as looking at your storage room. Maybe you're using it as a pantry. Maybe you need it for storage. But if you don't and you have other storage fixes, you, you could think about turning that storage room into an office as well, you mm-hmm. know, built-in shelving, built-in desk, or even in, in if you have a very large bedroom, perhaps doing in a, a custom office space in the bedroom as well. Right, right. right. And 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 then obviously when when you go to list and we've made this point a million times, but uh, you don't want that flex or 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 den or office space stacked with boxes. You want to you want to illustrate um, the the potential use, especially when square footage is is uh, in high demand here in the, sure. in the lower mainland. And if you are using it as storage, you want it to be organized storage, right? So even storage has to be used correctly, right? Mm-hmm. You need to make the best use of, of a storage space. Yeah. Okay, so number four, Matt. Number four, uh, and this is a single family home tip, but obviously improve uh, curb appeal. So curb appeal. Yeah. This is, yeah. And, and if you're on your strata, I mean, it's important to bring up, most stratas will have in them the operating budget, a program to kind of keep up curb appeal, you right. hope. Um, and that includes, for a strata, obviously that's the exterior of the building, but it also is the inside hallways the lobby, and the hallways, lobbies. Yeah. yeah, It's amazing, you know, when you walk into some a building like 120 Milros, for instance, that Boza building on Northeast Falls Creek, right. and they have this fantastic lobby, uh, and it just feels so classy and elegant. Right. And, um, and then there's other buildings where, you know, the carpet's bunched up and uh, you're just thinking, man, if, you know, it wouldn't be that expensive. Um, so, but that's, of course, a strata issue, a little bit, uh, it's a little bit harder to get done. But if you're in a single family home, Adam? Well, well even just to, further to your comment about about condos, it, you know, there was a, there was a place that was on the market. It was a few years back. Somebody had went to the West end to an old seventies building and done an extensive, extensive renovation, like spent like north of 150 K on, on, uh, on, I think it was like a, a, a small two bedroom, but just stunning what they did. Um, and that's market value. Maybe they had the labor covered or whatever. Yeah. Um, materials, maybe it was like sixty, seventy thousand dollars but an expensive rental. An expensive rental nonetheless. The issue was that the building was one of those old buildings where you could smell cigarettes and kind of mildew when you walked in. It had the original carpets, light fixtures. And they had such a t- tough time selling this unit. Well, because, getting their money back, right? Well, That's yeah. the thing. I mean, you have to walk. You know, you can't. You can't overlook the fact that people don't want to walk through an old, dilapidated building to get to their beautiful, renovated unit, right? Yeah, yeah. The, there's nothing worse than being the nicest unit in a crap building. So, um, some some of the uh, for for houses, um, some small things, uh, and we've we've advised our clients over the years to do this. 
Um, painting the outside can be can be something. Uh, it can get quite expensive though. So yeah. if it's uh, if you do have a fairly neutral color to your house, then maybe it's something you can avoid. But if it's longer term, it might make sense. I'm um, changing out a mailbox. Uh, there's all these trendy mailboxes now that you can get. Um, that, that can add, or even just doing kind of contemporary house numbers, yeah. um, on the exterior. But again, these are quite very cheap, inexpensive cheap, way to do inexpensive it. Inexpensive ways yeah. to improve curb appeal, I should say. Painting a door. Um, a lot of people will paint a door like a, a bold color, which, uh, which can, you know, make a house stand out. Um, be careful about the, the colors that you choose. Make sure that it obviously um, complements the existing color of the house. Other things you can do is that right now it's very popular for newer homes, soffit lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the house shows incredibly well at night. Landscaping is, is critical. Yeah. Um, so lots of flowers in the yard. And if you are selling, you know, we've said this before, but hanging baskets are your friend on the exterior of the house on your deck. As many, as many flowers, uh, nobody really, there's very few people don't like flowers. Um, so as long as you have, <laughs> spend a little bit of money, just making sure that, that your place looks like it's uh, lush green. Right. Beautiful. Right. So, all right. So the up next, we're, uh, on to number five, number five. Uh, and we've kind of spoken to this, but I think it's just as a general rule. Number five, overall, make your home contemporary. Yeah. So what we mean by that is if there's uh, stipple ceilings or, or popcorn ceilings, smooth them out. Yeah. I know it's dirty work and it, and it can be pretty it's, costly, yeah. but it makes it look so much more modern. That would be something kind of more long term. Flooring, like if someone has carpet mat. Yeah, I mean, flooring now is it's almost across the board unanimous. No one wants carpet. Uh, I mean, but really, especially I think with the increase in allergies, if, if, if the person buying it doesn't have an allergy, potentially their kid or, or friend or, or whoever does, right. um, and with dust and, and, and pets and everything else, carpet is just, you know, not, it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's also, uh, functionally a little bit uh problematic for a lot of people out there so what i would say is um you know vinyl laminate uh engineered hardwood it's all um, better than carpet it's all it's all better than carpet <laughs> and it's not it's yeah it's um you know it's one of those things that is uh it's not the cheapest but it's definitely not uh if for the for the improvement it provides it's uh it's not all that expensive you can get away with it pretty cheap sure and the one thing i would also say having made this mistake myself in the past and talking to a lot of people have done this as well if you're going with a dark flooring dark flooring is is beautiful two things to note one is it will make the space feel smaller Mm -hmm. so if you're in 500 square feet maybe going with dark flooring is is not the choice yeah um second of all though is that dark flooring shows everything dust scratches we're in a place right now with dark flooring and i'm just looking at the ground and and it's been recently swept and it's still uh yeah it looks like a dog's breakfast uh, yeah yeah and you have a cat and uh yeah you can see the the claw marks uh, absolutely fairly fairly easily when when the sun's shining which is uh not a good thing no what i can tell you is uh the new flooring that we've chosen for the for the next house is is light it's light oak it's basically like a white oak and uh i think we're gonna be a lot happier with that uh it's also in a city where it's often we don't get a lot of sunlight you yeah. want light is is nice light and airy is good for our city yeah light and airy and that that's almost a, across the board and yeah. and i would say 
if I, any sort of changes, that's one thing to be considering for, for any change you're making is how, how is this going to uh, brighten the place up? And help us avoid our seasonal depression. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll say about making your home contemporary is obviously open spaces are very popular right now. So if there's a non-load-bearing wall that, that might be separating uh, a kitchen that seems easy enough to remove something like that can really add value to have yeah. the space wide open right yeah. so yeah. and it and it's a relatively usually a relatively inexpensive uh fix and last but not least finish the house and what we mean by that is uh if you have uh square footage that's not being used or is finished for use uh you're going to want to finish that so an example you're thinking of selling in three to five years you have a basement uh that's unfinished and you know you use it for nothing more than keeping your bikes and and boxes down there uh, full of old stuff you might want to consider finishing that and the reason is of course any potential buyer is going to come through and see that as hey we're buying a headache of the headache the future headache of finishing this this basement or they're looking at it saying we're buying this square footage that is not uh, actually usable at this moment right right and the same could be said for the attic, right? Yeah, I mean, you're going to want to, if you can dormer the attic and potentially make uh, a bedroom or, or an office space, uh, you know, that's fantastic. That, that bodes really well for the property when you go to sell. Uh, or potentially if you have unusable attic space, you know, uh, vault out those ceilings. Uh, I love that idea. Yeah, that, that idea of adding new character to existing rooms. Like, so the master bedroom, if it's on the top floor, perhaps vault the ceiling and give yourself that much more space, you know, even if it is just airspace, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it speaks to this larger point about bright and airy kind of feel. I mean, that's, there's ceiling height matters and it's uh, it's very attractive to potential buyers. So that's a great idea. Yeah. So um, another thing that we haven't covered, but I'm seeing it more and more in Vancouver, just obviously because of affordability, but people are making use of, uh, storage areas like say under their their decks um, in the detached market at least where you're seeing maybe um, an area that it was outside but it, it has a roof and so what they're doing is they're closing it in with drywall vapor barrier everything else and putting down either concrete or some kind of a, a laminate flooring and actually using it for an office or a gym yeah um, obviously these are uh, these are things that might not be approved by the city so you'd have to check and just make that decision if you're going to apply for permits or not, we're advising you always, you know, you should get your permits, yeah. but we are seeing that happen. Um, so, I mean, just being kind of creative and, and figuring out how to, how to add extra square footage wherever you can. And you know what, even if you don't use it, the next party that might buy your house well, likely yeah. will. Yeah. That's, uh, any, any of these changes I'd be thinking at least in part as to, uh, as to how somebody in the future is going to be viewing your property for sure. Perfect. So there's six things that you can do to add value to your home. So yeah, anyway, Adam, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com. And Matt? You can get a hold of me at 778-847-2854 or at matt at scalinarealestate.com. And the nonpartisan line? Yeah, info at scalinarealestate.com. And another thing we'll just mention quickly is if you haven't liked our Facebook page, uh, please do. We're going to be updating the podcasts on the page. We're trying to engage people. So if you have an idea for a show, feel free to share it, yeah, on, we'd our, love to hear it. Uh, on our Facebook page. 
um, and keep the reviews coming. We love to read them. And uh, again, they, they do help our standing on iTunes and, and Google Play. So we really appreciate that. And um, yeah, have a great week. Yeah. Speak to you guys soon. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs>